Hey, wrestling fans, have you ever wanted to watch the black and gold brand from the very beginning? Well, we have the podcast for you. Right here at Next Evolution, the rise and demise of the black and gold brand. See such stars as Seth Rollins, Bo Dallas, Bray Wyatt, Cassius Ono, Aiden English, and Corey Graves get their start all the way to the demise of the black and gold brand. Follow us at Next Evolution Pod on all social media platforms and follow our podcast, NXT Evolution, anywhere podcasts can be found. You are now tuned in to the Wrestling Purists. There is our opening bell. Welcome back to the Retro Review, courtesy of your very own Wrestling Purists, alongside Jeff, as always. My name is Ryan. And I've been saying it for weeks. We were doing SummerSlam 2017, and this show meant a lot to me personally. And um, here we are, five years later, on the other side of it. Would you Man. would you have would you have pictured five years ago sitting in that health room at the school we were coaching at that we would be sitting here five years later? Um. No, I obviously no. But again, like we laugh and joke and make fun of things and rip things and joke on ourselves. But it actually just it just goes to show you slash one if I can if I can plug football, how football can intertwine people. Um I mean, don't be wrong, like any sport, but football for us. Mm-hmm. Um and also wrestling, how it can bring different people from different walks of life. Um, you know, together to to for one common goal now we may trash on each other on the internet but you know um in person it's usually not that bad no um but yeah as i've kind of got into the past couple of weeks this is the kind of the first show that we all kind of watched together um i'm sure it was happening way before i was even a thought within the within our current group that we have but um this was the one. This is also the first wrestling show that my wife watched. Um, I'll get to her thoughts here in a moment, um, which are very interesting. Um, <laughs> but I, I so, never... So, go, ahead. go ahead. To cut you off. Um, so this is... Uh, so the whole time, you know, you've watched wrestling, this is her first actual show she's watched? Well... Oh, Okay, this is the first show that we watched to together. Okay, and like totality, you know, and all. Okay, <sighs> I mean, she's okay. seen bits and pieces prior to this. Okay, okay. Um, but I came home from, I came home from our, you know, meeting that day, um, because you're like, hey, you know, we got a bunch of people who get together to watch wrestling. You come by, oh, okay, cool, that's great. You know, as so I come home and I tell my wife, and she's like, grown men getting together to watch fake sports. I was like, you don't even fucking realize. Stop. Okay. The, I said. You, I mean, she's she's it's not been wrong. my whole life. Like, yeah, no, listen. The, the thing is, is like n- nobody isn't like you know, like everybody. You know, like, you know, this isn't you know, you know my motto. Yep. Um, Jeff, like you know, this isn't real, right? 
well, yeah, but, you know, neither are people with white hair and dragons, but people seem to love them for whatever reason. Okay. So, you know, and ice people and, you know, all that type of stuff, you know, Game of Thrones. So, you know, let me have this, you know? Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing. Like everybody has their own thing. Like growing up as a kid, my mom, who has been a, you know, public school teacher for 35 years and I pray to God that this is her last year in the in the public school system. I would stay at home over the summer and we'd have lunch. I watched the prices right. And then there was that very there was that lull from 12 to 1230, and then 1230 hit, and it was like the soap opera, like three and a half hour thon. You know, it was Port Charles until one, all my children, one life to live, and a general <laughs> hospital. Okay. And I have no You're shame. Damn right. I have no, oh, no shame at all. at all because let me tell you what I learned more from them than I probably could have from anywhere else. And I tell you what, I, you better you better keep Sonny Corinthos's name out of your mouth. Okay? I, I I was going to say I I could do a whole podcast on Sonny Corinthos. Ah yes, like, just easy, Jack. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, not the submarine. Not the submarine to show. Already there. I, I, Already there. <laughs> I, I'm in a customer's. I, I go in customer's homes every day, long story short. And I went in there the other day and Sonny was on the screen. I was like, damn it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I love it. You know what I'm saying? I absolutely love it. I Shut just up and it. take my money. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know what? To my point, though, everybody's got their thing. For my mom, it was so, it was so proper. It was over the summer from 1230 to, to you know, three or four o'clock until my dad came home, you know, and. You know, for us, it's this. Everybody's got their thing. So, um, but this is, it's just convenient timing that we're doing this show and we're doing it now. We're, you know, Monday night. We're doing this during Raw on the East Coast. Um, And then, you know, this Saturday coming up, we're doing the, you know, you know, the first annual Ben Mason Memorial Show. And it's very strange how everything kind of just worked out to where the whole point of, the whole point why I wanted this to be on our schedule SummerSlam 2017 was because it was kind of the first time we were all together. Everybody was, you know, this is how our group got started essentially to where it is today. Um, and then on Saturday, it's essentially the same you know, concept. Whereas, you know, a bunch of guys who got together, love a professional wrestling, you know, and so it's, it's, it's very weird how the world works in that, in that kind of sense, but, um, is that the shameless plug for Saturday? You bet your ass it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. You better go to, and you better come to YouTube. We're starting at six. Better be there. All right. So SummerSlam 2017. <laughs> I didn't really know what to think about this show. God honest truth. Um, I finished it and I sat there for a second and I was like, okay. Well, that happened. Yeah. Um, let's make this a quick one. <laughs> uh, this is this is um, when me and Cod get on here. I try not. We know we try not to talk. Well, we well we talk, but during the week or whatever before the show, we don't really talk about these things. So when we talk about them, you know, here on the podcast, um, everything's fresh, everything's new. We're not swinging each other. Blah 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 blah. Um, but man, this is, I was telling him right before we got on the show though, this is one of the ones that, you know, some of the closer ones, 
it's like you you don't forget, but you vaguely remember, and then the first match plays, and then you remember who's coming next, and you remember, mm-hmm. you know, like you actually remember everything. And it, sometimes it's great, and a lot of times with WWE, it's not. And this was one of the ones where you remember, oh, I forgot they booked this poorly, or I forgot they missed the boat on this. And, I, and don't get me wrong, like you can do that about a lot of, or every damn pay-per-view, right? You know, hindsight, but yeah, some of these ones you go back and you look at like this one and you're like, oh, God, why? Why? But, so, you know. to put things into perspective here, and by God, just keep this in mind. So, so SummerSlam, August of 2017, um, was from the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. This is when NXT still had takeover shows. The night prior to this was NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3. Let me just run down the card for you, okay? On, ah, fuck the pre-show. We opened up with Andrade versus Johnny Gargano. We had Sanity uh, versus the Authors of Pain. Alistair Black versus Hideo Itami. Oscar versus Ember Moon. And Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Roode. Now, and of course, the after Drew McIntyre wins, um, we get the debut of Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. And the crowd was hot for it. They were they were ready, um, but and I think this is how we got the original conversation started because I, we because I had watched NXT the night before, and then we were talking about it in the film room, and in hindsight, fuck man, they they had such a great show the night before. And then they put this out. Like, what do you what do you remember about your anticipation level for this SummerSlam card? Well, this was this was the not the turn, but the beginning. Oh, well, this wasn't even the beginning, to be honest. This was all in for um, NXT, and who cares about um, you know WWE even way back then. Um, we weren't full blown like we are now because it wasn't all the way where it is now, obviously. But this is where you know Ro- they're still trying to get Roman over, and nobody cares. You know, mm-hmm. like it's she's just the drizzling shit. Um, so nobody, nobody wants to get him over. Um, Brock's over, and always he always will be. Um, Braun Strowman is you know at MJF levels. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, not MJF. Um. Well, I guess it's probably the other way around. I take that back. No disrespect to Wardlow. Wardlow was on Brock, Braun Strowman at levels. Um, but Braun Strowman's over like nobody's business here um, and was for a while. And in hindsight, they didn't do anything with him. They never did. Uh, you know, really, like honestly. Um, so, yeah, it's just that weird time of where NXT still great, um, black mm-hmm. and yellow. And... 
you know, you're hoping some of that stuff that this is also the time where you're thinking like, you know, everybody's floating around like, Oh, like trips is, is, is going to take over at some point, you know, mm-hmm. and everybody's like, Oh, okay, cool. Like, but I mean, I guess, I guess that happened. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, occasionally. We can get into that. Yeah, yeah, we can get that. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that on another podcast. But so I guess technically that did come to fruition, but uh, probably not the way everybody thought it was going to or the time period we thought it was. So, you know, this is a weird time because Triple H is doing his thing in NXT, um, which is, again, signing a bunch of indie guys and girls that are good wrestlers already and they have good matches. Shocker. But, you know, so that's good. And you think you're, you're waiting for some of that to bleed into um, the main roster and it doesn't. Yeah. And, you know, I think the, I think the anticipation level just from how, how everything ended. So you have Andrade, who's a star, Johnny Gargano's a star. Um, Alistair Black, obviously star. Kent is a star. Um, Asuka, I still feel like, is still one of the top women on the roster. Um, Ember Moon is dwindling away in AEW. Um, Bobby Roode hasn't been seen since um, post-WrestleMania, so April. Um, And Drew McIntyre, there's a good chance he's winning the title on Saturday. So, you know, you look at where we were then to where we are now, the landscape has completely changed. Um, Long story short, none of this really mattered. Um, and then looking at how, how this SummerSlam card was built and that's my one gripe is that there's some matches on this main card where I'm like, this could have been on the pre-show. This could have been on the pre-show, but then listen to this pre-show lineup. Okay. The Miz and the Miz Tourage underrated gimmick there. That'd be Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel go over the Hardys. And Jason Jordan. Sorry, Jason Jordan hyphen angle. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, then you had Neville, today's bastard pack, um, going yeah. over uh, going over Akira Tozawa for the cruiserweight title. Oh, oh poor Akira Tozawa. Also, also poor Pack. I think you've seen him with the Cruiserweight Championship longer than you have seen him with the All-Atlantic Global Championship. Um, hot take. The Cruiserweight Championship's much a much more uh, legit belt than this All-Atlantic, oh, East Coastal, Coastal. Um, <laughs> East Coast, West Coast. Atlantic. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, just throw some more flags Why? Wyoming beach waterfront. There you title, go. You know. Yeah. Ugh. There you go. There you go. Um, and then um, the last pre-show match, which um, I've got a hot take about this at the end. Um, the Usos go over the New Day and win the tag titles. <sighs> the, you know what? This was the this was the hot potato time, right? When they were doing this though between those two, right? It was one yeah. or the other, or my. Missing no, you're missing right. Um, here's my hot take, and I'll just do it, get it out of the way now. That tag match is my match of the night. <laughs> mm. Okay, yeah, I know. I mean... Look, I know it's a pre-show match. We don't really cover it, but 
and it could and chalk it up to um both the Usos and the New Day having just incredible chemistry. But and it's a and it's a slow burn. But the second portion of this match is absolutely insane. Um the crowd was hot for it. Um it's probably the best kickoff match in WWE history. Um, I think I think maybe there's one WrestleMania one. where, yeah, I think there was one WrestleMania where it was Pack versus Austin Aries, and I think if I remember correctly, that was okay. Um, but it's just a solid tag tag match, and the fact that you've got trash bag Mox here on the card about two thirds of the way through. And he can't wrestle to save his goddamn life. But yet you have the Usos and the New Day on the pre-show. Obviously, I get it. They're over. It's the shield. Everybody's fisting each other. But you know what? It's 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 so overplayed. And oh, oh well, you got two thirds of the shield. Well, no shit. Yeah, we know that. Every two seconds on commentary in the build to this thing. Oh, well, they're not the shield without without Roman. They're only two-thirds of the shield. Yeah. You, you, uh, you, well, you fucking think? Well, thank you for pointing everything out. Yeah, well. All right. Now that I've got my hot take out of the way. Cause, All right, let's do it. Yeah, let's just get right into it. There's um, not much to this, though. So. No, there's really not. And oh, God damn it. Um, we do start off um, with a singles match. It's John Cena versus Baron Corbin. And <laughs> um, do you do you remember the build for this? Y- yes, I, I think. Um, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. You, you go first. So I can <laughs> right off that. Make, sure I, make sure I have my stuff together. So Corbin had so so Corbin won the money in the bank contract but ended up once he won it he just create he just became this this incredible douche back backstage that's really the closest term I could put to it he was he was just getting too big for his britches there I guess but, the but, ego but was re- really good. Re- real life though right this is real real heat yeah 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 mm-hmm. and so what happened was um, because of that, because of the real life heat he had, um, they, this is kind they, of what happened: is that you know Corbin came out they, to try and cash in because it was Cena and Jinder Mahal for the title, um, and Cena hits the Avalanche AA, goes for the pin, but Corbin breaks it up. But Jinder's still stirring, um, so Corbin cashes in. And Cena distracts, and the most vicious move on all of you know in, in all of WWE, it's the roll up, and Jinder retains. Um, um, also, also before you get going, um, Danny Danny Mo on Raw. Awesome, good for her. Uh, she's not signed. I still have no clue. Um, but. she was in the six man tag. Um, it was Kayla Sparks, Katie Arquette, and Danny Mo. So big Katie shout out Arquette, to Danny Mo. Like an Arquette, Arquette. No, but look at the Danny Mo. She looks like like she. Oh gosh, okay. Uh, without submarining this show, absolutely completely to a grinding halt. 
Um, Dan- Danny Mo is probably one of the top indie theme female workers. Yeah, that's not yeah, signed. I agree. Um, yeah, but sorry. Um, that's that. That's not. That's not throwing herself off the top rope to the outside to a concrete floor yes. for you know a hundred dollars and a hot dog. Um, so yeah. So again, this this pissed me off royally because I do remember all of this, and this is John Cena. And man, obviously this wasn't his idea, but this is what pissed me off about this because Baron Corbin got Damian Sandow, and Damian Sandow also won the Money in the Bank title where he came out to the ring and beat John Cena's arm with a chair for literally 10 minutes, only for John, only for him to cash in and John Cena to beat him in 30 seconds after that. Um, and so you do all of that. And then that, that, well, that didn't lead to this, but that's, that's what I was thinking about when I seen this and Baron Corbin loses the money in the bank. So you, so you're going to push him over. He's being an asshole in the back. I got an idea, punish him, do whatever, but like, don't burn his, if you burn his briefcase, well, then you just burn your own booking, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, you know, but, but anyway, um, trying to see when he uh, won it. Okay. So he, so yeah. he wanted in, so he won this in June. So it's been two months. So he had another 10 months. Like, dumb. yeah. And it, and it really doesn't make any sense. Like, you know, have him lose a bunch of matches on SmackDown, you know, but. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and, and again, like, like th- mm-hmm. there wasn't anything wrong with this match or anything. Um, you know, you're, well, I, I mean, like being nice. No, no, no. But I'm saying for, for the time of what's going on, this is a John Cena match. He's going to win. He's going to bury whoever he's wrestling. Like that. that's, you know, no one's getting dropped on their head here. Or whatever, but this is John Cena doing John Cena things. Um, this is the machine, um, mm-hmm. you know. But it's just it's dumb because Baron Cor- Corman's uh, uh, actually over, and again, they I mean, apparently to, to the fault of his own, apparently, but you know, they just burned him, they just killed his push. So I vividly remember a spot in this match, and it's the first time that. Um, Corbin's slide out of the ring around the ring post, slide back in move. I mean, it's, I mean, I mean, it's a boss man spot, but it's what it is. But yeah, I, I remember the first time he did that and he hit that clothesline on Cena. And Cena took forever, he was just kind of staggering around and then he turned around. My wife's sitting there and she goes, Well, why the hell doesn't he just turn around quicker? And I'm like, God damn it. Yep, I can't. Um. Yeah, it it was. It was, and that's when I looked over and I was like, "Yeah, you're hooked now, aren't you?" Yeah, I just don't get it. And then I think he was. I think Corbin was doing some doing some heel work, and she goes, "Why doesn't John Cena just get up and kick his ass?" And I'm like, "That's that's that's when you know you you you've married the right one." Uh, she is 100% correct. Um, that's what I turned and I said, that's you getting caught in the work. So I apologize. Yep. <laughs> um, Cena wins. Well, of course. Um, he's getting ready to move to Raw, which means he didn't need to 
I mean, should he have lost? Yeah, but then he kills his momentum going to Raw. Corbin could have picked his win back up, but then you kind of cancel out what you've done with the booking, you know, the last week. So it was a lose-lose. It's done booking. This is a match that happened on a Sunday in August, and that's about the best way I can put it. Yeah, that's there you go. Next. Yeah. <laughs> is it, is it oh, literally also to uh, um yes it needs to be a quick one um also uh it's weird listen to jbl do like boy he's just kissing john cena's ass it's oh, yeah. so weird um uh um it's so weird here like listen and be like he's like i guess the face at this time you know i would assume mm-hmm. it's so weird listening to be like oh and all oh, this that and the other and it's just like oh shut up jbl um I'm really glad you brought up commentary because it reminded me. Um, so the commentary team is, well, for this portion of the show, it's Tom Phillips, John Bradshaw Layfield, and um, they're calling Saxton, quote-unquote, the insider. <laughs> oh, my God. What the fuck ever. Um, so we get a video package for... Uh, Rocket League, whatever. Video package for our next matchup, which I, if you if you know me, you know that I give absolutely zero shits about this match. Um, it's Naomi defending, um, oh God, her SmackDown Women's Title against Natalia, and I can already tell you right now. There are people that say that Sasha Banks is the most overrated women's wrestler that WWE has right now. Um, it's not. It's definitely Naomi. And if you say that I'm not truthful, I'm calling you a liar. Because let me tell you, there is not one redeeming quality about her in-ring work. Okay, so she's athletic. Yeah. So it's so is about good, 80% of the roster. But, yeah, which is great. Um uh, and the women, listen. In the women's ranks, if you're ranking her, she's way above. She's above and beyond athletically of some of the other girls. But if you don't have anything else, then like you know, oh well. Like if you're seven foot tall and you can't play basketball, well then it doesn't help you playing basketball. Like <laughs> we'll come back know? to yeah, we'll circle back around the two seven footers who are just a bunch of dead weight in a little bit. But to kind of follow up with this Naomi thing. I can't take you seriously if your hip attack is called the rear end. I can't. I can't. I can't. I just can't fucking do it. Okay. You have no in ring ability. You are athletic at best. Your gimmick is awful. Okay. Okay. The story behind the gimmick is that, you know, she came up with it on her own. They wanted her to keep doing the, you know, funkadactyl thing that was getting over. She did this. She got, she got over. Great. That's awesome. Good for her. Well, see, to, to me, the gimmick is fine. Like, it, 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 the gimmick is fine. It depends on how you apply it. So, what I'm saying is, is like, her thing is like, feel the glow. Like, when she comes out, she does her thing. She got the neat, the, the glow lights, all her stuff glows. That's fine. That's original. That's cool. But what doesn't work for me is when you're like, come, come Sunday at SummerSlam, you're going to feel the glow. Oh, that's why I'm just like, well, that, now that doesn't make any sense. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What does that mean? What do you, you want me to said, do? I'm gonna, 
I'm going to beat you up. I'm going to do whatever. I'm going to blah, 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 blah. That I can get behind. That, that, that part of the gimmick, mm, not so much. No. Um, this, was a, this was a match. It was blank. It was blah. Um, um, Natty's, I don't, uh, and I don't want to get in trouble or get canceled, but Natty's face doesn't look the same anymore. Like, no, Natty's, this, this, Natty's a bit Natty, thicker these days. No, but I mean like her face. Like yeah, she's had this, she's had this, some work done. Yeah, this Natty looks like Natty. The Natty now looks like Natty Kardashian. Um, oh, you know. Shit. Yeah. But yeah. So again, couldn't care who wins here. Um, I don't know. Went on no. forever. Well, I take and, it back. It, it it didn't go on forever, but uh, you know whatever. My problem with this is that is that they tried to do a build in a couple weeks and it never works. There's not much of a story here to get invested in. We're going to see a better women's match here in a couple of matches where you're actually invested and there's actually a story behind it. You know, here you have somebody somebody who can work versus versus Naomi. You tell me which one the champion is, okay? Because yep. I, t- I, I tell you what, for the longest time, no way Jose was number one on my list. Okay. Naomi's up there now. Dominic Mysterio's there. Both tied for the top of my list. And you know what? Supposedly, like, oh, yeah, Triple H is back in power. And, you know, they're working on bringing back Naomi and Sasha Banks. How can I be more clear about this? No. Just fucking stop. Okay. You have talented women on your roster. Hell, you just brought one back. One just came back. And the other one just got called up. And you bunch them in a stable together. Now, hopefully they win the Raw Women's Tag Title tonight. At least that'll be something. But you have women on your roster. Use them. Oh, but we don't have enough star power. It's because you don't bother to fucking build it. People that are saying that Triple H is going to be the next coming of the Messiah. His work that he's been doing with the main roster since taking over is fantastic. It's great. It makes you get back invested into something that was dead on arrival. But you bring back Sasha and Naomi and burying talent that have been working since they left. It's just a vicious cycle. It's going to be what it's going to be until you break the cycle. Yeah, pretty much. Also, this Um, match wasn't good. No, it wasn't. <laughs> and the next one up, this wasn't any good either. Yeah, and there was one spot, and this is on both of them. Um, there was one spot where um, I think Natty had some sort of reversal, and she tried to lock in the sharpshooter like while Naomi was on her stomach and like couldn't get it. So she had to flip her back over onto her back. And then... <laughs> And then lock it in again. I'm like, what the hell? And are she doing? knows, and and she knows better. Not like, not like uh, Chris Jericho who tried who tried tried to do the sharpshooter on Mox the other day through the through the ring post and didn't know how to yeah. do it. Yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. know how to do it. But I, but guys, he was a he was a last the hard dungeon, which is a fucking lie. He wasn't, um, you know. But again, of course, of course, nobody saw that because nobody knows better. But but anyway, pissed me off. 
yep, that so that happened. Um, I don't, I don't know what I would have done if um, Natty wouldn't have won. I would have been insufferable. Um, but anyway, moving on. Um, so you have so you have Natty like celebrating with the title, and Naomi's like crying in the ring, like. So now I want to root for you for being like the face of the brand. Like, yeah, it's it's a bad look. And look, it's women's wrestling. Who doesn't cry after every single match for something? Well, and that's it. And and see, that's that's my thing though. Is like you don't see women after every title match if they lose it, they cry. Maybe it's just a Naomi thing. But if it isn't, I'm going to pin it on her anyway. But it it just it just wasn't a good look for the championship or the or the brand. Oh yeah, but she's showing her emotional side, like how badly she wants it. No, don't cry. What the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, get up and get back at it. Commercial for WWE Shop. Uh, no Mercy is next month. The Raw announced team is Michael Cole, Corey Graves, and Booker T. And I'm going to get this out of the way now. Booker T is incredibly insufferable on commentary. Yes, very. It's so bad. Um, so, next match is uh, Big Cass versus The Big Show. It was the Battle of the Bigs. Um, your stipulation here is Enzo Amore suspended above the ring in a shark cage. Okay, so I'm going to make this short and sweet. <laughs> this match is trash. Um, anytime somebody's wrestling with a broken hand, I think you know what's going to happen. And that's fine if it's done correctly. This wasn't executed correctly. It was dumb. The match was dumb. The bet – we're wrestling purists on this show. Mm-hmm. But I give credit where credit is due, dare I say it. The best spot of the whole match is Enzo coming out of the cage. Yeah. And you're going to say, well, Jeff, you guys said you shit on AEW about them walking out the shark's cage. The difference is that wasn't – that was – that wasn't supposed to happen. This was supposed to happen. Enzo is a funny character. He does funny things. Um, he pulls uh, uh, um, baby oil out and slips himself out. You yeah. know, like, it's ha-ha funny in a good ha-ha funny. Like, it wasn't somebody fidgeting, fidgeting with a cage and like, oh, we they can't get out because, um, you know, she came out here to get a key and do this and do that. Like, no. This was supposed to happen. The cage is legit. It's up there. It's legit. Everything's right because it's WWE. They're second to none in their production and, and all these types of things. And then they, they always will be number one. That's the best spot of the night. It's even dumb because then he gets kicked and to, to make a long story short. But again, this is almost is this a match? It's a match, but it's not. It's not. Not by too much in my book. No. And. 
Let me go ahead and nail the coffin closed on this one. This is the worst match of the night by far. You have lumbering big, big show who should not be wrestling anymore. You have lumbering big Cass who is not ready for a solo run. He's not ready for a singles push yet, but yet we're going to try and do both. Um, and the whole thing into this is that the big show's hand got smushed. I think it was on the steel steps and so now he can't land his KO punch. Um, okay. Well, what, whatever. So then, you know, Enzo can't interfere. Put him in the shark cage. That's great. Um, this match plotted along, and that's being generous. There was, yeah. no, there was nothing redeeming about this. Enzo, now look, he's got the gift to gab, and he'll tell you that himself. Um, but... The only reason he was out there in a shark cage above the ring is to get out of the shark cage and get his head kicked kicked off. That's it. Well, God, the only reason he's out there is because he's over. He's he's more over than the fucking both of them. Over That's like Rover Jack, and I tell you what. Yeah, we need somebody you, to save this match. Well, yes, yeah. Hey, this ma- hey, this match is tanking. You know, somebody get somebody give Enzo the sign, get him out of the cage. And that's exactly what this is, too, because and it's knowing what kind of person Enzo is now, like it's it, it's even more comical that, you know, he does all this, you know, wiggle woggling and to get out of the cage just and being himself. Yeah. And he was trying to knock Azawa himself out of the you know, cage and loop himself up, you know, but. And it's funny because he gets out and he's hanging there. And he's locking eyes with Cass because the big show is down and out. But like he's like dangling from this shark cage and he's locked eyes. And so he immediately his feet land and boom. <laughs> and it was so funny. And I can't tell you why either. I, I popped. I really did. And because, I think I watched because... I think I watched it more than once. And he flopped too for it hard. I I actually think. Um, his wrestling isn't any good, but uh, uh, he he just has it. He mm-hmm. does, mm-hmm. and he can talk, and he's his own character. And some people, it's his own gimmick. Some people love him. Some people hate him. Some people want to punch him in the face. Some people think he's the greatest. Well, not the greatest, but like he just has it, and you can't teach it. And it, it's 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 weird on who wrestling fans decide who has it and who doesn't, mm-hmm. but. He has it, and that's 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 it in a nutshell. Yep. So you know you can say he's this and say he's that and say he's this and say he's that and all you and you're probably correct. But if he's on TV, it, it, it may not be you per se if you don't like him, but people are watching. You know. Yeah. Um, and then if you followed um, the big cast story at all, um, the W Morrissey story at all. Um, is a really bad point for him in his life, both personally and professionally. Um, but looking where he is now, um, we're all better for it because I think, I, I think that his, I think his impact wrestling run is the best thing he's done since um, Enzo and Gas, by far. Yeah, probably, probably, yeah. Well, and it probably it is. 
Yeah, and poor W. Morrissey having to get powerbombed by, you know, the war dog on an episode of Dynamite. Oh, which in hindsight doesn't matter because what's Wardlow doing? Um, well, he's going to be in a six-man tag. He's, he's going to be in a um, tag match this weekend. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, it's um, him and Fight Forever FTR. Um taking on Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. Yeah. <sighs> um Smash wasn't good. Um eh, ends with a star. Moving moving on. Uh we get a commercial for tap out and then we get a backstage segment between uh, Raw General Manager Kurt Angle and SmackDown General Manager Daniel Bryan. Um, so, and I, I broke immediately because they're bullshitting back and forth, what have you. And immediately, Dan Daniel Bryan's like, "Oh yeah, SmackDown's gonna steal the show because of our WWE title match." Okay. Tell me how straight of a face he had to keep in saying that when your title match is Jinder Mahal defending against Shinsuke Nakamura. Which would and and you know the sad you know you wanna know the sad thing is is what makes it worse is we were MF and Jinder Mahal and like not him like personally, you know what I'm saying? But like we were MF and him. But as soon, like, as soon as, like, he got over and they decided, like, you know, all, all of our friends and, you know, the wrestling queue were like, oh, okay, like, you know, like we can get behind them. Then they killed him, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they, it, it's weird because it's not weird, but, like, it just goes to show you they they pushed him and, like, hot shot at him and pushed him to the moon and then he got there and then we were like oh, okay well you know we, people were taking him seriously and again i know they were going to india and saudi arabia and i get all that you know get your money and then like they just stopped it's just bad it's just bad yep um they have a little you know yes and no chain argument towards the end of it but it's not a bad segment, but it does lead to our next matchup. It is Randy Orton taking on Rusev. Randy, and I'm going to make this really quick. Randy Orton out first, celebrate or you know work work in the crowd. He's on the second turn uh, turnbuckle. Rusev jumps him, works him over. Back in the ring, Orton on his feet. Bell rings. RKO. One two three. Orton wins. Is this a match? What the hell are we doing? <laughs> listen, listen, listen. This is how I feel on this show. If they don't care, I don't care. <laughs> if, <laughs> if, 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 if if they don't care to if they don't care to give it I don't know, real booking or, or you know, time of day or whatever, then neither do I. Fair fair enough. We get a commercial for a WWE 2K18. Um, Sasha Banks walking in the back. 
Bailey offers a hug and the best of luck. And then we get our next matchup is for the Raw Women's Championship. It is Alexa Bliss defending against Sasha Banks. This is when Alexa Bliss didn't have to uh, put on poor, shitty character work. No, she was just herself. I, I, I forgot. Well, I didn't forget, but I just hadn't seen this Alexa Bliss in a long time. No, and it was a breath of fresh air. Like she, like yeah, she came out. So she came out right before um, we hopped on here to record. She came out on Raw, still holding that stupid fucking doll for no reason, since that character is completely dead. Um, this was this was like spoiled brat Alexa Bliss, like yes, you know, which was which was great. And 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 even her stuff, even her stuff with when she turned and went with Bray, like that stuff was good. And then they then she turned on him, and you know how WWE is. And she had a doll, and she still has a doll, and it's like, uh, yeah. now she's, who knows, who knows what she is. But, mm. um, I I enjoyed this match more than a I thought I was going to, and b I enjoyed this way more than the first women's match. This had a this had a level of grit to it, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh... It did. It was the Alexa Bliss kept on like trying or was like choking Sasha Banks like in the corner. Like she would sit up on the turnbuckle and like pull her up by her like neck in a headlock. So I was like, no, oh, mm-hmm. this is this is this is pretty cool. No, I mean nothing I have I mean nothing I haven't seen before, but yeah, like you said, it, it seemed gritty for a women's match. Like, you know, they look like they were actually trying to hurt each other. And when I say hurt, I mean hurt in a wrestling right way. Um so yeah, I I I, I this match wasn't bad at all. Um, again, Sasha Banks wins um, with the bank statement. Um, yeah, I think I think the disconnect with Sasha is is her wrestling is fine. Mm-hmm. Her promos are terrible. Her talking's terrible. Her selling terrible, but her actual wrestling is good. And I think that they've they've given her the belt so many times, and we've talked about this before. Um, they've given her the belt so many times that they've empowered her like like you're not Charlotte, sweetheart. Like you ain't Charlotte Flair. But to be fair to Sasha, they've gone with her so many times and given her these big wins and put the belt on her so many times. We're like, I understand why she would think she's special, you know? Like mm-hmm. I, I would. I would. So it's it's a uh, so damned if you do, damned if you don't. You know, to to be honest. Yeah, and you're not wrong. And this was kind of, you know, that period in you know women's championship, especially on Raw. I know they were ping ponging it around for a little bit. They'd be like, yeah, hold it for a month or two, drop it. Hold it for a few weeks, drop it. Hold it for a few weeks, drop it. So it's, and you know what, it it didn't. I don't. I don't think it took anything away from the actual title itself. Um, I just think that after a while, you just kind of get numb to everything as far as, you know, the title going back, back and forth. My problem with this match is it starts off and it's so hot and it's, and crowd is a little bit invested. And then about halfway through, um, it just, it just gets tiring. And I think the fact that it went over 13 minutes, because you could have cut this match by, you know, 
two, three minutes. And it and it would have been great. I think just the longer this match worked to where they wanted it to be, actually hurt the match. And I think that they would have been fine just getting getting your spots in. Um, you know, having Sasha win, that would have been fine. Um, I think we could have cut a couple minutes off though, and it would have been even better. Yep. Um, but yep, Sasha Banks wins. It's a bank statement. Another face win. Another um, another title change. So if you're counting the pre-show, it's one, two, three. It's the, your fourth title change here on this card. Very interesting. All right. We get the KFC commercial next. Um, I kind of really enjoyed this. <laughs> I really did. Um, this is the Colonel Sanders era of Raw. It was Dolph Ziggler, Enzo, Goldust, Mojo Raleigh, uh, Becky Lynch, The Big Show, Heath Slater, R Truth. Um, so some of the comments that I've seen for the show in general um, was this is like the third or fourth time that they had seen this. And they were like, by the third or fourth time, it just gets tiring. I don't want to see it anymore. This is the first time I saw it. And I knew Jeff, I knew you, I knew you'd love it. Uh, especially when HBK gets replaced by KFC. <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't know what the hell this is. Like, I mean, I know what it is, and this can go to hell. I'm not commenting on this. This was a spot that I can't believe they had it in match and put it on the thing. Like, ugh, just shameless. Just absolutely. I've never seen something plugged. I've never seen you think of all the whole time you're watching wrestling. Have you ever seen another another brand company or whatever get their own match like this? Like. You know, with their like mascots and mascots going against each other. No, right? It's absolutely terrible. That's um, all I'm gonna say about it, damn it. Do you know um do you know who the WWE Colonel Sanders is? In real in real life? No, what do you mean? <laughs> you mean like um, the we mean like the oh, like the original one? No, there is. It was on. It was on Royal Rumble twenty eighteen, and there was. It was in the same, the same breath as what you're looking at here. Um, it was the KFC Colonel Rumble, um, as a commercial oh, during Royal sure Rumble twenty eighteen. Um, was it Miz? Um, nope. No, it they wasn't made, Miz. It, they made they made a shirt for it. I don't remember. Go ahead and give it to me. Oh, you know, you know that's the Nature Boy. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. 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 You're he right. came out in a Colonel Sanders themed robe. Um, I want to see if I can. God damn it! Pull up, pull up the shirt. 
Yeah, it's a shirt. Um, you're talking to the mealing and dealing, bucket filling, chicken frying, pot pieing, <laughs> son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time not seasoning every one of you. Woo. <laughs> Okay, well, now I'm in on it. <laughs> it only took a clever t- teacher to get Jeff in. That got me. Yeah, that actually got me. Um, oh, it's good. It's I'm good. out on the match. I- I'm out on the match. I-, I-, I can do Nate because Nate isn't a, you know, he's well, he wasn't wrestling back then, but. Well, at least he's not passing out now, now nowadays. Uh, or back then he wasn't passing out yet. Um, yeah, but I sent you the t-shirt. It's, oh, gosh, I got to try and find it. The actual uh, commercial for it. Maybe we'll just have to watch that. Wait, I think we watched 2018, didn't we? Oh, my goodness. Have we, watched, 20, have we watched Rumble 2018? I want to say yes. But, I mean. <sighs> I, think, I think so. I think we have. Um, yeah, shit's loading up slow. Um, but we move from that. Um, our next match is uh, Finn Balor taking on Bray Wyatt. Finn Balor is um, is the demon for this match. Um, which back then actually meant something. Nowadays, it does not. Um, nope. And you know what? We have reviewed Royal Rumble 2018. So, um, you know what? When did we review it? Was it Ref Bump? It was Ref Bump. Okay, yeah. It was an, it's the last episode. It's number 19. So in case you want to hear our thoughts on Royal oh. Rumble 2018, um, head on over to Lost episode number 19. To hear more. Um, so, Jeff, I want to get your thoughts on this match first. Um, um, so, yeah. I, I didn't like this match. Okay. I was afraid you were going to say that, and that's why I went ahead and told you to go first. I didn't either. It's not great. Yeah, it it just was. It, it's not great, and if 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 someone told you on paper, like, okay, you're gonna get, you're gonna get uh, uh, Bray Wyatt, you know, and all his eclectic um, stuff, which is great. All you're gonna get all that stuff, and then you're gonna get him against the demon. You're like, oh man, like this this sounds cool. Like this is gonna be. Blah 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 blah. This is gonna be the greatest thing since sliced bread. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was weird and kind of all over the place and not what you expected. It seemed it, 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 with all the pageantry that these two would usually have with this type of stuff. You know, with Bray White doing his thing and the demon coming out and smoke and the pain and all the bells and whistles. It seemed like a raw match. It just seemed like a match on Raw once they got in the ring and everything got, you know, past, like, you know, the all the other stuff. And then on top of that, like, it, it kind of 
kind of wasn't any good. I don't know. What do you think, Todd? Um, I particularly liked uh, Michael Cole's description of why um, Finn Balor is called Finn Balor. Um, as if we needed that. Um, you know, because of, you know, Finn McCool, right? Yeah. Finn McCool is a <laughs> mythical Irish hunter and warrior who is well known within Ireland. He's a folklore legend. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in traditional Irish mythology, Balor uh, was king of the Memorians. It's a group of supernatural beings, often described as a giant with a large eye on his forehead that wreaks destruction when opened. He has been interpreted as a god or personification of drought and blight. I want more of that. Fuck Finn McCool. Get get that shit out of here. I want more well, of well, the Irish mythology shit. Hot take. Um, uh, hope Eddie's not listening. Um, I'm not a Finn Balor guy. <laughs> Uh, his wrestling's his wrestling's fine. His wrestling is top notch. I'm not knocking that, but his promos aren't any good. His, I, I'm not enamored like everybody else is with the paint and all the cosplay. Like again, like it's cool. It's different to him. Like you know, and some of his stuff. Well, not that he's an indie guy. Well, some of his stuff, like you know, pre WWE and and the indies and stuff, great stuff. Uh, I'm just not. I don't know. He almost reminds me of like Roddy Strong, like when he was in Ring of Honor Forever. Like he's great. You want him to win the title um, because his wrestling is really good, but his promos aren't good. And like even when he wins the belt, like he's just not that guy. And I don't think Finn Balor's that guy. And it's okay. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I don't. I I. I that's just my opinion. Some people tell me I'm wrong, and you know, whatever. I, I don't have a problem with that. Again, my views aren't aren't concrete uh, or gospel, but I don't know. I it just I don't know. I'm not a Finn Balor guy, and everybody wants to tell you the like, oh man, like if you didn't get hurt, like if you didn't get hurt, what he was just going to be? I I don't know some. Going on some giant run with the WWE title, anyone? Nah, I don't think so. Um, because I think his per- I don't think I don't think he has any personality. Look at like look at now. You want to know who the leader of leader of their little faction is? It's Rhea Damian Ripley. Priest. Oh, okay. Yeah, or, or 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 yeah, or Damian Priest. It's one of those two. It ain't Finn Balor because he don't have he he doesn't have it. He doesn't have that it. Yeah, he doesn't. Rhea Ripley has it. Damian Priest has it. Yep. And look, he doesn't. and look, that's fine. Some people just don't. And that's no, how they yeah, make yeah. And, and and they make up for it in other ways. For Finn, for Finn Balor, Finn McCool, whatever the fuck you want to call him, it, he makes up with, with his in-ring ability and he's over like shit. And again, great wrestler. And, yes, absolutely great wrestler. Okay. But you know. Why? Why do you think he was sought after when he was in when when he was in New Japan and when he was in the Indies? Okay, he didn't talk much. Okay, yeah, and, he and, and he's not a face. No, well, uh, if, if, if you've watched Raw as a lady, he's not a heel either. Um, well, well, 
Damn it. <laughs> but no, and there's um, and, there, and and there's a real difference though between being a heel in WWE and being a heel outside of WWE. Being a heel in, yes. in New Japan, I I would almost say at times he's a bigger heel when he was in New New Japan than J, than than Jay White is right now. And I'm and I'm a J, and um, well, I'm a Jay White guy, but it's also two different <coughs> land landscapes, though. Yeah, well, uh, I would say this. He's a he, no. He is a he. He's a heel, but I don't think he's better than Jay White. Just in the sense of Jay White has better character and better promos. I mean, he just does. Like Jay White, whether you like him or not, you want to punch him in the face. You know, like you just do. Um, Finn Balor never got heat like that, like that, you know. Um, hot take: the best, the best uh, Bullet Club leader was AJ. Oh yeah. Me. Um, but yeah, it could have been Tomatonga, but they let that ship sail. I. That's one that I don't understand. We've talked about a million times. Yep. I've got. I've. The only thing I can do, Kai, is tell myself that Tamatanga doesn't want these things. Because I'm sure if he wanted these things, you they would have pushed him. He'd have them. And, and again, there's nothing wrong with that. The man don't want them. He wants to just stay where he's at. I, I, I don't have a problem with it, you know? Yep. Um, but, yeah, there's no way you can tell me this guy, Tamatanga, because he has it. He's, he, he can be healed. He can be faced. There's nothing he can't do. Um, but I guess we'll save that for another day, I guess. Um, this match and this feud, I think this was, this match was very indicative about how the feud in general was. Um, the feud hasn't been great. The matches have been below par. Um, the crowd was invested because of the mystique, um, not because of what was actually going on. And um, if you remember on the go home of Raw, um, you remember that they had a match. Mm-hmm. And then Finn Balor brought out the demon, and we knew what was going to happen. We knew. And yep. then here we are, sitting there wondering ourselves, what the hell is going on with this company? Anyway, um, moving on. We get a commercial for Total Bellas. Looks fucking awful. Um, look, okay, commercial for the May Young Classic. Okay, let me tell you how many people came out of this first year one. I think this is first year, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is the first year. Yeah. Um just kind of going down excuse me. Um the list here. Um and there and there's gonna be some people we don't even know, but um Jazzy Gaber, um also known as Alpha Female on the on the Indies, Abby Lath, 
also known as Kimberly. Rachel Evers, also known as Rachel Ellering. Marty Bell. Oh, Marty Bell. Yeah. Um, Kaylee Ray. Zia Lee, Mercedes Martinez, Nicole Savoy, um, Reina Gonzalez, um, also known as um, Raquel Rodriguez now. Uh, we had Renee Michelle, Candice LeRae, Sarah Logan, Mia Yim, uh, Zeta, also known as Zeta Zing, um, Shayna Baszler, Kyrie Sane, Tessa Blanchard, yep. um, Sage, Sage Beckett, might know her from um, her time in TNA as, as Rosie Lotta Love. Uh, Bianca Belair, Dakota Kai, Kavita Devi, um, Rhea Ripley, Miranda Salinas, Vanessa Bourne, Serena Deeb, Santana Garrett, Piper Niven, Tynara Conti. Wow. Wow. Lost in under five minutes, but um, then you have Lacey Evans, um, Aisha Raymond, and then Tony Storm. And who's left? <laughs> That's my point here. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not doing this to shit on women's wrestling. I'm shitting on the fact that let's make a big deal about Naomi and Sasha coming back. Look at all the talent we could have had. Okay. Who's left? Kay, uh, Kaylee Ray, who is now Alba Fire. Zia Lee dwindling. What? Dewdrop. Oh, yeah. Zia Lee dwindling away on the SmackDown roster. Um, Raquel Rodriguez is in the finals of the women's tag tournament. Might get Candice LeRae back now that Johnny Gargano is on Raw. Um, Shayna Baszler might win the SmackDown women's title this weekend. Uh, let's see. Bianca Belair. Dakota Kai's back. Rhea Ripley. Um, Piper Niven as Dewdrop. Lacey Evans. That's it. That's probably what a fourth of this field. Like, yep. where did where did we go wrong? Like, it hurts. And this is when I really tell bookers and look at shows, and they have, and this is where it all stems from. My hatred of women's tag team wrestling. Okay, don't have a women's tag team championship tournament if your roster is depleted and shitty, okay? WWE had that opportunity. They had the May Young Women's Tournament to build talent. And say what you will, whether they did it in the short term, they sure as hell didn't do it in the long term, okay? Keep it around a fourth of those instead of maybe even a half. You keep around half, half of the talent, and your women's landscape looks completely different right now. Yeah, and 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 you keep a little bit more, and you can pick it. Listen, everybody's not going to make it. That's that's life. Mm-hmm. But you keep a little bit more than that, and you can pick and choose and have your like. You know, uh, nope they they know they know best, I guess. 
I guess. But again, my rant, my apologize. Okay. So we get the Raw Tag Team title video package next. That match is uh, the bar. That'll be Cesaro and Sheamus. Because they don't set the bar. They are the bar. Damn right. They're taking on Dean Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. And (sighs) you watch the video package for this and you already know what's going on. Yeah. um, I went into this and I think like, man, I can't wait to see this. Um, I didn't care about this at all. Didn't care about it. Um, <laughs> I, and I think I think some of that to do is like anytime I see John Moxley now or Dean Ambrose, I just don't care. Oh, and hot take: uh, Dean Ambrose a oh, way better wrestler than John Moxley. Dean Dean Ambrose here is in shape. Um, he's leaner. Uh, his he doesn't have uh, you know green lights to bleed every two seconds. And to just the bell rings and to go to the floor and like he still has his like shitty footwork and shitty punches and all this that and the other, but at least here it's like controlled. Like he still has to tag in. There's still certain things that he has to do here that he doesn't have to do in AEW. Like it's God, this guy's the worst. He's just the absolute worst. And some I feel like the Michael Scott from the office like. You know, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills, and everybody's like, "Oh, John Moxley's so good!" Like, what do you like about him? Is it like you know your uncle in the wrestling ring yep. doing wrestling moves? Like, is it the like looks like he just? It, it, it's not his appearance. I'm sorry, I sound like an asshole. It's not his uh, physical appearance. I'm joking, but it's you know for the people that are like, "Ooh, no," it's the it's. The wrestling, it's every, it's like the fake tough guy shenanigans. Like, no, no, no. I watched this match and he did like a springboard, not a springboard, but like both hands on the rope and he kind of like hopped out to a, to like a cross body. And I was like, to the floor, I was like, wow, wow, look at Dean Ambrose wrestling. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's like, a wrestling move. <laughs> look at Dean Ambrose doing like a, a, a wrestling move. Like, I couldn't believe it. Like, not Dean Ambrose. Like, it wasn't, you know, a chair or blood or barbed wire around a microphone. Like, couldn't believe it. But, yeah, I, I don't care about this match. Everybody in this match is great. John Moxley looks like John Moxley. Um, I don't know. I thought, this was a solid, I thought this was a solid match. I Well, and- it, it it's not a bad match, but like yeah. again, I just see John Moxley and I, and I, I just don't mm-hmm. care anymore. I can't take any more of it. No, and look, you're right. It's hard to sit there and watch this knowing what we do now, you know. And that's and that's kind of that's kind of you just shutting off the world going into a match like this, knowing like oh, John Moxley's not a good wrestler, and I know he's in this. But, you know, yeah, so, you kind of so, have to watch uh, it. It's, it's tough. Even Seamus. So, of all the guys, the four guys in this ring, if I'd have been like, one guy's going to gonna go to another company and and be their guy and lead a revolution, in air quotes, um, you know, and, you know, be just the best wrestler in the world, 
or PWI <laughs> or whatever it is. You go, oh man, Seth Rollins, Cesaro. Okay, well, it's got to be Sheamus. Nope, it's John. It's Jonathan Moxley. <laughs> God. Of course. Not even the best. Not the best wrestler in this group. Not the best wrestler in the Shield. Not the best wrestler in his own damn faction. Like stop. So he. So he's the guy, and Cesaro. Cesaro isn't. Okay. Well, all right. Uh, um, Blackpool. Whatever. 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 <laughs> Uh, Blackpool shenanigans. Blackpool evil shenanigans. Um, but don't worry, Cesaro is defending the Ring of Honor World Title on Rampage against Dustin Rhodes. Lost in Cobanabas Day Blackpool. Um, but now to my point, this match is solid. The work rate is solid. Um tag team wrestling on this on this card is killing it um i still don't think it's better than the one on the pre-show um but like i said that could be just because that tag team match between the usos and the new day it's just chemistry and something that they've been doing for a while now and um again sucks that they're relegated to the pre-show um but it's hard to justify swapping these especially when you know this match has um, former world champion Seth Rollins, um, I believe at this point, former world champion Dean Ambrose, and then former world champion Sheamus, and then um, WWE standards never going to be a world title holder, Cesaro. It's really tough to justify swapping these matches because of that. Um I think the way that the card was going at this point is the best match on the damn card. It's it's above average. Um, because, okay, let's think about this. On the main show, what match up to this point do you think has been, has been the best? Uh, yeah, I guess it's the. It, I guess it is that match. Yeah, they're all bad. Yeah, yeah. In high in hindsight, I'd probably say overall probably the Raw Women's Title match. Um, but yeah, that's still not saying much. Um, yeah. I think. I think just everybody doing their part in this match, making it work. Getting to the finish, the finish, the finish was fan was 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 fantastic. Yeah. Um, I thought that the um, I thought the counter at the end was great. Um, the super kick, um, by Rollins and the Dirty Deeds by Ambrose was great. Um, like I said, above average tag match. It was exactly what the card needed. Hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, so this would make five title changes on the night out of five title matches. Yeah. Um, that leads us into, um, the United States championship match. And that is AJ Styles defending against Kevin Owens. What this is, this has got to be a great match, right? This is 
AJ and KO. It's got to be great. Oh, no, wait. There's the storyline with KO getting screwed over by Shane, by Shane McMahon. Yeah, and, like, this match is great minus that. So, like, to me, this is probably my match of the night. Um, and and I almost feel like, like I an asterisk, like, I actually can't give it the match of the night. But if if everything was regular and normal, this would be the match of the night. But it's just like you said. There's so many ref bunch. There's so many shenanigans. Like, listen, like we get, we get McMahon. I mean, get Shane's going to screw him, but you just don't need to try to do it the way you tried to do it. You know, like, ugh, it's terrible. Um, so again, the match itself, the wrestling itself is really good from these two guys because it's Kevin Owens and it's AJ Styles. But Shane's in the middle to muck it up and not count and get hurt and take four, three or four bumps and he's hurt and like it's just it's the worst. It's the worst. Huh. Um so yeah, had it not been for the overbooking match of the night. Um so here's here's my thing. You know Shane's gonna do something. You just you just know it. It's there. It's written in the storyline. It's written throughout this match. There's one Shane shenanigan that happens, and then that gets glossed over. And then you wait for the next Shane shenanigan to come, and then it comes, and it's another and another and another. And this it took it took it took me out of it. I can't. Yeah, it's look. If you take Shane McMahon out of this match, stick a regular old referee in there, and just let him work, this is match of the night, and it's not even close. Yeah, it's how many times can we get Shane over tonight? That's look. That's the bit, and that's exactly, and that's my other thing. We got to bury AJ <laughs> in the process to get a Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon storyline for the next year. Both of them. Yeah. 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 At least KO's on TV. Yeah. It's fucking frustrating. And this match is a good match. It is. But yeah, we have but we have to cater to the ego of, you know, the best in the world here, Shane McMahon. Yep, like I said, three, four ref bumps. He hits the ropes and he he gets pushed and he hits the ropes and um, AJ racks his nuts on the turnbuckle. We get uh, um, people putting their foot on the rope. Oh, no, no, no. It's too count. It's, it's too much. It's too much. They decide to, to do all, like, all. Let's do let's do every spot. Like, uh, I guess. You got to have yeah. every single match, though, man. Like, oh. Yeah. But, but don't worry. You're ready for that. Um, 39 minute hell in a cell match here in two months to main event the pay-per-view just awful oh yeah that's right it'd be kevin owens versus shane mcmahon in a hell in a cell match oh sorry this is i just want to tell you about how fucking stupid this is this is how that match is booked Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon in a false count anywhere Hell in a Cell match. 
Oh, yay. Look, my my whole thing for that, and look, you go to the pay-per-view that's after this and before Hell in a Cell, which is, which is No Mercy. I mean, you technically have two to three rematches on that card as well. This one is more is more egregious by far. Okay. Nobody asked for Shane McMahon in 20 fucking 17. Nobody asked for it. If nope. you did, shame on you. Fucking terrible. Stop. Just fucking stop. I swear, I swear to God, Triple H, if you let this son of a bitch just stroll right back in, <laughs> I'm over it. I'm fucking I'm fucking done. Okay. Boy, Todd's, going, been, Todd's going on a uh look. I've been, going on one right now. Look, I've been so supportive of Triple H and WWE. And look, everybody in our friend group, okay, everybody in our wrestling group, okay, and watches here, watches there. No, my my dumbass sits and like does like work down the line for the podcast, doing just computer work, listen to it in the background and watch it occasionally. Okay, I put in the work Whoa. for this shit, okay? Cause I because I want to see look, the best time to be a wrestling fan is when everybody is successful and your definition of success whatever it means to you may not mean the same for the next person what success means for me isn't the same as what success means for jeff but here's the thing if i'm succeeding in my eyes and jeff's succeeding in his eyes and people are enjoying it then everybody wins and it's perfect okay but you bring that motherfucker back in and i swear to god i'm over it I'm fucking done. Mark my words. Yep. But don't worry. We get Jinder Mahal next. You know what? I'm I'm not even I'm I'm gonna share my two cents on it. It's gonna be about 20 seconds. The fact yeah. that we have to watch in 2017 WWE champion Jinder Mahal winning. And retaining against Shinsuke Nakamura is an absolute crime. Uh, yes, and 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 it's not his fault. You know what I'm no. saying? Because he's just doing what he's told. You know what I'm saying? If someone comes to you and says, "Hey, man, we're gonna put the belt on you. You're gonna be the guy," no one's gonna be like, "Uh, nah, I'm good." No one's gonna say that. You know? So, um, they did the he did the best he could. I'm fine with Jinder Mahal. But he, he shouldn't be wrestling Nakamura here. You get no. him against someone else. Not right here. Nakamura's still over. He's still a good guy. He's still a face. He's a top guy. Um, but, you know, he's not going to win here. And, I mean, they haven't done anything with him since he's been here. No. And it's a, it's a damn but, shame. I mean, but but some of it's on him too because he he resigned you know when it, when his deal was up he resigned I'm sure he enjoys touring America you know what I'm saying like you know touring America going here going there I mean again it's not a bad deal get your money yeah but man this guy used to be the best wrestler in the world and not that he can't be but you know it's just I don't know so I'm here's the more. thing and and. And you know what? We would have a glimmer of hope for, you know, Shinsuke. And it's it's just 
why does why does everything that is actually competent and good about pro wrestling just ruin in a heartbeat? The and look, I'm not even talking about this match because what I what because what I will say is already what I said. This match was awful. If it wasn't for Big Cass stinking it up, this would have been there. This would have been the worst match yep. of the night. And it's not yeah. even close. And poor fucking Shinsuke putting on, you know, being back in NXT, putting on, you know, four-star classics every time he stepped in his damn foot in the ring. And now he's having a job to fucking gender. It's fucking embarrassing. Okay. Yeah. And look, the finisher, the, the, the Coloss, it's a shitty finish. Okay. It's just a modified shitty looking rock bottom. Okay. And look, Gender is the champion for whatever reason you want to paint. Okay, look, if you put lipstick on a pig, you put a dress on a pig, it's still it's still a pig. Okay. It's 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 when they pan to the crowd, like there's like two or three people. There's a guy like sitting like this and he's like, What? And like and like then they show another girl cod and like she has like her she has like the home alone, like her hands are inside her face. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Like, everybody just knew. Nakamura, you know what I'm saying? They just like, man, not they just knew Nakamura was going over, and boy, boy, were we all wrong. Poor, <laughs> poor, poor Matt Lilly. Yes, boy, sure. we're, boy, we're getting jobbed. Oh boy, we got jobbed. Um, uh, I mean, he just knew he was going over. And look, I'm not gonna talk about this match anymore. It's just fucking making me really upset. But the thing that, and I think this is what a lot of people think as well. Okay, we 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 platoon off of this. We get to the Rumble. Nakamura wins. I remember being in the Lily's basement. We were watching that show. It was down to Nakamura and Roman, and fucking Nakamura chucks him over the top rope, and I'm fucking ecstatic and i'm sure i speak for everybody is that that was a super cool moment to have nakamura there and he wins a rumble finally going to get a push and then you turn him heel after a mediocre match at fucking wrestlemania and it's just fucking why um i don't know if you remember what i said they're mm. not going to do anything with Shinke, Shinsuke Nakamura and Port. Everybody was getting their hopes up. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I, I forgot the pay-per-view where it was not, it was Nakamura going for the world heavyweight title and Oscar going for the world heavyweight title. And Rose was like, oh, they're both going to win. It was this. No, it was fucking they, WrestleMania 34. Yeah, it was, no, they are not. Look, it was WrestleMania 34 because Oscar challenged Charlotte. Yeah, they are not. Look, and... Look, go back and watch it. It's in my favorites when I go into YouTube. It's one of the very few videos I have favorited. Okay, it's the whole segment of Nakamura's debut when he came up to SmackDown. And he interrupts um, the Miz and Maurice. They're cosplaying as Cena and whatever Bella he was fucking at the time. And it, like the like... Okay, Tony Khan, if you want a tip on how the whole turn the lights off thing works to reveal a new, you know, debuting character, take notes, okay? The lights go off, and all you see is just the spotlight on the fucking violin guy, and, you know, 
he didn't even play a note, and people knew they popped so hard for that. And then what comes next? Like I like I'll watch it right as soon as we're done with this. It's chill. It's it's chill inducing, and you don't know a good thing until it's gone. You heard the man. It's just so frustrating. And I sit here today and, you know, the question comes up a lot. It's like, what do you think the you know biggest missed opportunity in professional wrestling has been? And my answer in the last 10 plus years, probably, probably this, you had a really big opportunity to not only take well, this, a this mega, is definitely one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's one of the many, we could have old podcasts whole podcast on that but, i think i think joe should have went over brock too but who? that one time joe samoa joe should have went over oh brock yeah that, that would be a that would be a great balls of fire yeah <laughs> but my whole thing is you have megastar nakamura coming from nxt what does him winning do it puts nxt on the map it makes NXT look really good. It makes trips look really good for bringing them in in the first place. Um, it expands to the Asian market. And look, yeah, f- fucking come at me about that. Why do you think Jinder Mahal is the champion right now? No, no, you're, but, but you're right. Trying to tap into that 1.2 million I- Indian Middle Middle Eastern market. I'm fucking tell, telling you now. It's fact. And if you don't believe me, go and go and look, okay? Because that's a look. As far as the most populous countries in the world, top five to ten, you include you include India, you include um, a couple of different Asian countries, Japan, China. That's your market. You have Shinsuke Nakamura win; it puts more eyes on your product. He's the most yep. over thing you have right now. And you've turned him into a dick kick, stupid looking idiot. It's, I swear, at least in the last, what, what year was 34? I, I would say in the last seven to eight years, the biggest missed opportunity to make a new star. Yeah, I, 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 I 100% wholeheartedly agree. Why does this show make me so angry? You know why? God damn it! That's ain't that what I said before to open the show? I said, "Boy, you go back and you look at these, and they're close enough to the point where you're just like, oh my goodness, why would they do this?'" And again, like, don't get me wrong. We understand that these people aren't wrestling companies aren't booking uh, uh, um, shows for us, and they're not going to get everything right. But man, WWE sometimes has has a has a way of like. Not getting everything right, but getting everything wrong. Yep. Well, and if we want to continue that trend, uh, well, here's his main event time. Um, Fatal four-way for the WWE Universal Championship. You have Brock Lesnar defending against Braun Strowman, Roman Reigns, and Samoa Joe. Um, the stipulation here, and I don't even think I need to tell you who wins here, because read the stipulation. If Brock Lesnar loses the title, 
he and Paul Heyman would have to leave WWE. So there you go. And that's SummerSlam 27. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it is. It actually is. No, it's serious. It, it's it's a it's. This is this is a fatal four way match, and it's a good fatal four way match. Um, it's everything you want with a match that has Braun Braun Strowman, Brock Lesnar, um, Samoa Joe just killing people left and right. Um, Rome, Roman Reigns is there too, guys. This isn't head of the table Roman Reigns yet either. Okay, this is this is this is pre pandemic COVID or. Pre-pandemic Roman. And like I said, this match is good. You know, it's um you know, it's something that happened. Uh it was interesting in the sense of it kind of came out like 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 gangbusters, you know, they came out and it was wide open and you know, all this stuff. And then they had it where they're burying, not burying, but physically burying Brock with the table. He goes to the table and then they put him over the, put the table on top of him, this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the whole time that that's happening, like nobody, you can't find anybody anywhere. Like, you know what I mean? Like everybody's like hurt or under the ring and it's just, uh, I don't know. It, it, it just was a lot going on for me. Um, I get why this match was enjoyable. It was complete chaos. It was all four guys trying to kill each other um, to try and win the title. Um, at points, it was fun. But... It was, it all, just, it was all over the place. Yeah, and... But here's but but here's but but here's the thing, you didn't even need to watch the match. You really didn't. In 2017, you have Brock Lesnar holding a world title. You did not need to watch this match. Nope. You watch it because um, because you're, you're a masochist or you're a purist, and here we are. Um, Brock retains. Jeff. What star rating do you think Dave Meltzer, fuck you, Dave Meltzer, give this main event match? Okay, well, one, be easy on Dave. Two, fuck, fuck Dave Meltzer. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, this is screaming like some four, two, five, or uh, four, seven, five point three and a third, 33 and a third. What's the, what's the rating for this thing? This is a 4.75 star match. I bet it is. <laughs> I bet it is. Oh my gosh. And I just I just want to see something because now that I'm so let's see. Um Jeff, what's the what's the best Wrestle Kingdom in your in your opinion? Doesn't have to be right or wrong. Um, Russell King attends a good one. That's Russell kind of a staple. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's um, let's see what for comparison's sake, mind you. 
Okay. Don't do this. Oh, do oh this. my God. Um. So the main event, Okada Tanahashi, five stars. Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles. 4.75. That's ridiculous. Well, that's not ridiculous. That's ridiculous if you're comparing it to this match. And that's actually why I said it, because I knew I, I knew that match was on the card. No, I, I didn't know offhand what it got. Um let how me it didn't just... get five is beyond me, but yeah. Well, I think I think I think the problem here is a two-pronged approach here. Whereas don't know how this isn't a five star, but at the same time, don't know how this fatal four-way was almost a five star. It just boggles me. Um, so like I, I get it. Like it's it's there's a lot of eye candy in this match, you know? Again, people going through tables and uh, uh, the pace is really, really fast, but you can't tell me this is a, almost a five-star match. I refuse to believe it. Agreed. Um, I'm done with this. This is the – gosh, I can't wait for WCW now. Like, this show was n- not good. No. Awful. Absolutely awful. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's it wasn't good. Um, and in that recent and like and in that and not that like oh well wrestling was just bad then twenty years ago. No, no, no. In that like recent like you know, like uh this wasn't you know, because you can look back and see like, oh that's right. They 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 missed a boat on this, and this is why A, B, and C happened, and why you're pissed about that, you know? Yep. Or this one shitty thing caused these four, excuse me, four terrible, you know, outcomes here that drive you insane. Whatever. Um, so, yeah. Here we go done with that it was not good um watch the pre-show you won't hear us say that often yeah um but we move on from SummerSlam 2017 um we do backtrack just a little bit um to the beginning of 2017 um so on saturday this saturday upcoming that is September 3rd. Um, you can catch us live on the YouTube. That's right. This is our first live stream episode. Um, damn. It doesn't feel... It feels like we've done more of these. But in reality, we haven't. Yeah. That's a very, very, very true story. Um. Yeah, so this is for the first annual Ben Mason tribute show. Um, we have been kind of given the green light here to go ahead and put this show on. Um, this is going to be a live stream of Royal Rumble, not including the pre-show. Um, probably talk about the pre-show before we actually boot up the actual show. Um, well, this is more about coming together. 
this is this um this live stream is more about coming together um some you know wrestling community brotherhood sisterhood per, per, personhood um the 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 wrestling group of awesomeness um lost one of their own earlier this year and after meeting them and their group at the Virginia Championship Wrestling Show um we didn't feel like it was our duty, but it's a good opportunity um, to kind of do this for them, to watch some wrestling, increase the community, um, you know, reach out um, and kind of be thankful for what we have. Be thankful for the wrestling community that we've yeah. built here within our own circle. And um, you're going to see a lot of them. You're going to see us. Uh, you're going to see maybe some special guests coming in, pop, popping in. Um, so by all, by all means, um, if there is something that you want to share, um, something you want to, you know, share for the um, wrestling community, um, you know, anything of that nature, this, this is a great time. Come on, be a, be a part of the community. Um, just reach out to us. Um, on Twitter at WPPod1. We are available on all social media platforms at WPPod1. Uh, Jeff, where can they find you on the Twitter machine? Jeff M. Hall 1. Wait there, you go. there you go. There. Ah, the old wait for, the old Barney Stinson there. Um, but yeah, guys, please join us on Saturday. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, a lot of good times, a lot of good people. Um you know, even if you just pop in, uh, put a hey in the chat, you know, pop in and out, that's fine. You know, just come by, say hey, stay a while if you want. Um, we're going right down the card. Um, there's only five matches on it, so um, won't be super long. But, um, guys, the door's open. Stop by, chit-chat. Um, but with that being said, that's our finisher. And here comes the one, two, three.